Ciao Stefano. Ciao Andrea. Thank you for coming here today and joining us as leaders of Formula One to discuss about One Vision, the strategic plan of the ATP. Andrea, thank you to you for the invitation and congrats because, uh, of course, uh, I had a look to your plan, to your program One Vision, to understand how the sport business platform are trying to develop the growth of the sport. And so, really, it's inspiration also for us. Thanks a lot. And, you know, we, we also look out for other sports and, in particular, Formula One. You've done a great job, especially in the last few years. You've been obviously working on, with Netflix on the Drive to Survive documentary. Can you tell us a little bit about the benefits and the effects that that had on your business? Has been uh, important, very important. And I have to say, when we had that idea, you know, some of the teams and the drivers were saying, mm, we, will not be, we don't want to be involved. But at the end of the day, we are discovering that, uh, you know, that was the right decision. It's a different way of uh, you know, talking about Formula One. We have our heroes that are uh, in a car, very well protected, with an overall, with gloves, with a helmet, and uh, you don't recognize them. And therefore, Netflix and social media, I have to add, helped us in, o in order to open it up and explain that behind the visor of a helmet there are a really very special person with their weakness, with their strength. And uh, I have to say that it's great to see how everyone wants to be involved, because at the end of the day, uh, it's a narrative that will enable everyone to be who they are and to present the way that they want. We also are actually in the process of producing with Netflix a similar documentary, because we see the necessity of providing more content behind the scene and offline. What's the process of convincing the drivers into, into your vision? I would say the way to convince uh, intelligent people is to understand and uh, to make the right evaluation what is the benefit they're going to have. You want to be as real as possible. At the end of the day, if you do, everyone is doing a great job, everyone will have their own interest uh, back. And that's very, very important. Yeah. So it's a concept of, of, of trying to grow the pie and trying to elevate the sport for everybody. Ultimately, everyone will benefit. What we are trying to achieve with One Vision is also this concept of media aggregation at the first instance to actually provide a richer experience to the fans. Andrea, I've got a question for you. Digital transformation is affecting all the sport yeah. and uh, I'm really curious to see how this will uh, affect the growth of, of your business. One of the main issues tennis had in the past, especially with linear broadcasting, that we don't know when, how long a match is last. You know, it could last one hour or four hours. You don't know who's playing until the day before. So programming from a broadcaster standpoint in a linear environment is and was extremely difficult. Now with digital, so unlimited channels, that actually, in my opinion, becomes a competitive advantage. And we have an incredible volume of content, you know, 24-7, almost 300 days a year. That is a big advantage, especially for the new OTT platform that have an unlimited shelf space in terms of content to show. I strongly believe that our sport is very well suited for the digital transformation that is happening. No, I think that you're totally right. Andrea, another question, how to fix the calendar? What's your thinking behind that? We have more than 64 tournaments, we play in all, in all the continents and we play in more than 30 countries. What we are trying to do is elevate the Masters, which is our premium product with the, with the top players competing. We are trying to raise the premium product, but we are also mindful that we need to finance the Challenger Tour because we need the stars of the future, the talent and the younger players to be able to actually make a living when they are preparing for the, for the Tour. The beauty, I have to, see, I have to say, on your calendar is that uh, so far, as far as I remember, we have uh, always uh, your, your tournament 
couple of weeks before our Grand Prix. It's great to see basically that the strategic market where you are developing your sport are also the market that we develop our sport. How do you deal with the, with, the, with the drivers of the future in terms of the economics? We have a national championship that is F4, that you're coming in when you are 15, then you have to be in F3 and F2. You have to do the scale up if you want to arrive at the, at the Formula 1. The other element that uh, we are working to understand what is the best way to make sure that also women can grow in our sport. In the next couple of years, we have a strategy to try to be as inclusive as possible in order to see if in the future, and I really hope so, we can have a really fight between men and women in the same, in the same category. Nice, very interesting. We are also gender neutral in a way that we have both a very strong women and a very strong men uh, product. We're probably the only sport in the world to do that. But I do agree, we have to be as inclusive as possible in the future. How does it work between the F1 and all the teams and the drivers in terms of aligning the interest among the, all the stakeholders? The fact that we are controlling all the, all the commercial rights is, is the enabler to make sure that everyone is participating to that activity. You know, there is a system where the teams that are in, entering the championship have, uh, uh, you know, receive money from the prize fund that we create, we generate, there is a fixed part and there is a part related to the performance of the team. Do the teams have full visibility on, on all the economics? Do they have full transparency on absolutely, that? Absolutely, absolutely. This is, uh, I think, is very important because uh, we enable everyone to understand what is the logic of the game. We put a budget cap in terms of uh, allowing the team to spend no more of a certain amount of money on the development of the car. And that will uh, has enabled the, the, the value of the franchise of each team to be higher because you know how much you can spend. We are growing term of earnings and that is great. You never see at the driver level or the team level so many partners that wants to be involved in Formula 1. That means that the, 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 the fundamentals of the business are solid and are, and, and, are, and are positive. I do see the value and the transparency and we're trying to do the same thing, to provide visibility to the players and also a share of the, the upside of the future success with, the, with our profit sharing formula. I, think I, I keep trying to tell my stakeholders that we always have internal fights, that we are actually competing with other sports, like Formula One, soccer or football, NFL, anything. But not only, we're also competing with entertainment platforms, whether it's gaming, whether it's music, Spotify. We're competing with Netflix in a way. I, I always think we compete with the time and attention of consumers and users. How do you deal with the, with the fact um, that you're competing with other platforms? You're right, I mean, we are in an entertainment business. All the fans, when they come and see Formula One, they listen music, they dance, they have other activation area where we want to, for them to be involved. They have to be the protagonist. That's the key of the young generation, uh, and they have, uh, they have to be engaged. Going back to the, your point, in a way you're right, we can be seen as a competitors, but uh, for a certain part of our audience is right. But the, 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 the peculiarity of our sport is that we have so much of a different population that is interested in specific programs of tennis, of Formula One, of uh, basketball, and, of football, and so on. That means that the opportunity is big. Now, it's very interesting. The mindset of actually we occupy a sort of a, a layer of the entertainment piece, which is sport, and we can actually get together to be stronger because ultimately we compete against gaming, music, you know, uh, TV series and movies. Just one more question. I'm, I'm a little bit curious about your internal process of decision-making between F1 and the teams or the drivers. Do they always accept the decision-making coming from the internal body? When you're talking about the strategic vision, you need to take out your uh, competitive cap 
and think more, more broadly on what is the best interest to grow the sport. For the sport. And that's something that is related to the credibility of the people that are involved in the business and to the fact that people need to understand that there is a, the fighting space, but there is also the, the space where you build up together. And the more you are mature on that, the more you grow the business. I agree. There is, there is a huge opportunity then come through unity because the individual interest obviously doesn't always match with the collective interest of the sport. Thank you very much for coming here today. I'm, I'm very proud of having you leading the Formula One and, and taking some of the, your leadership, knowledge and understanding and experiences into our world. Thanks to you, Andrea, and congratulations for your vision. I think it will be a big boost up in the system. You will have your challenge, but I'm sure that with your credibility, your, your authenticity, you're going to be able to achieve that. Grazie mille. Grazie. Ciao, ciao. 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 ciao.